before we start. If I like it, it's mine. If I can take it away from you, it's mine. If I had it a while ago, it's mine. If I say it's mine, it's mine. If I saw it first, it's mine. If you're having fun with it, it's definitely mine. If you lay it down, it's mine. If it's broken, it's yours. I don't know if that's my children or my dogs. <laughs> the minister was preoccupied with thoughts of how he's going to ask the congregation to come up with more money than, than they were expecting the repairs for the church building. Therefore, he was annoyed to find that the regular organist was six and a substitute had been brought in at the last minute. The substitute wanted to know what to play. Here's a copy of the service, the pastor said impatiently, but you'll have to think of something to play after I make an announcement about the finances. During the service, the minister paused and said, Brothers and sisters, we are in a great difficulty. The roof repairs cost twice as much as we expected, and we need $4,000 more. If any of you who can pledge $100 or more, please stand up. At that moment, the substitute organist played the Star Spangled Banner. And that is how the substitute became the regular organist. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I'll probably get in trouble with this one when my wife is listening. A guy comes into a coffee shop and places his order. I want f three flat tires and a pair of headlights. The waitress, not wanting to appear stupid, goes to the kitchen and asks the cook, the guy out there just ordered three flat tires and a pair of headlights. What does he think? This is an auto parts store? No, the cook says three flat tires mean three pancakes and a pair of headlights is two eggs sunny side up. Oh, says the waitress, she thinks about this and then she spoons up a bowl of beans and gives it to the customer. The guy says, what are the beans for? The waitress replies, I thought that while you're waiting for the flat tires and the headlights, you might want to gas up. And we, we will leave it with that. Okay. My wife always says, you like those jokes too much. Okay. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is speaking here. And he says in verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, or what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your hood, for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit into his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink, or wherewithal shall ye be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Say, why am I reading that passage? Again, we're, this is the third message on things that God can't do. 
And so many times, you know what God can't do? He can't seem to get you to get your mind off yourselves and onto Him. That's something He gives us a choice. You know, I mean, there's people, you know, you know, I thank God. I thank God that I was able to get up this morning. I was able to do some productive things. I was able to pray, get my Bible reading in, do a few more productive things, prepare for tonight, and know that my citizenship is in heaven. Okay? And know that some things changed and some things didn't change because righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And America has ceased to be a righteous nation. We call evil good and good evil. So our answer is not here, but we need to be good citizens while we're here. Amen? Amen. And you know what I want you to think about? We got the missions conference. Do you know what it's for? It's to help you to see him. Because if you can see him, then you'll understand that missions is about you helping someone else to see him. You can sometimes to do that, you need to help them see themselves for the reality of it is the wages of sin is death, that they're lost. But missions is truly not so much about the sinner as it is about the Savior. They won't get saved if they do not hear. Right? Doesn't it tell us in Romans, and how shall they hear except they be sent? So that's what missions is about. They need to hear about Him. So the first thing I want you to see about God, that something God can't do, is God can't be second in your life. And so many times that's what we do. Exodus chapter 20. You ought to understand the passage that I'm reading from. Do you know that people talk about our form of government being based off the Hammurabi, Hammurabi Code and then also the, 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 the rules that came from Great Britain and stuff? Do you know where their basis came from? Ten Commandments. That's what Exodus 20 is. And it says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And the first thing he says is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Anything you put ahead of God is your God. I don't care if it's your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your grandparents, your home, your car, any other thing that comes ahead of God is wrong. The first and great commandment is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. The second commandment is like unto the first, You shall love thy neighbor as thyself. So, you need to realize, we fail when we put something other than God first. And that's why circumstances can make us depressed. Because we're looking at the people, we're looking at the change, we're not looking at a God who changes not. And he says we need to realize that God can't be second in your life if you truly want to know him. It takes us a lot to get to that place, doesn't it? Some of us start there, and then we let the... What does it say about, uh, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this 
when you get all upset about movement, about, you know, it's hard. I'm listening to, to Mark. Yeah, how many people, because that happened, wouldn't be in church tonight if they're, no, God's mad at me, I'm mad at him. He burned my truck up. That's not what he said. He said God is good. He could have lost his garage. He said, I got a couple of little burns. I, you know what a couple of little burns more is like? The most painful, one of the most painful things you can have is a burn. The only time a burn doesn't hurt when it's done so much damage, destroyed the nerves. See, you got to put God first. It'll change your perspective. You won't get so upset about when other people disappoint you. Because you have a God who, Jesus, my Bible says Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And people misuse that in a wrong way. What you need to understand is we are constantly changing. I am not who I was when I first got saved. I am definitely not who I was before I got saved. I'm not who I was months ago. Okay? But God has always been God. He's not going to change, so you need to realize he can't be second in your life. The next one comes in the very next verse. And I want you to also get Isaiah chapter 6 in your hand, so you can turn to Isaiah 6, but we're not going to read that first. We're going to turn there in a moment, because I want you to see it in light of something, okay? The next verse says, Thou shalt not, in Exodus 20, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is heaven above, that is earth beneath, or that is under the, you know, that is in the water under the earth. You know what it is? God can't be like anything else. Just about the time you think you know what God looks like, you know what? You don't know what God looks like. I grew up thinking Jesus was a blue-eyed reddish-brown-haired Caucasian because of the church I got saved out of. He was a hook-nosed, ruddy, dark-haired, Middle Eastern Israelite. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have a much closer picture of what he might look like in my office hanging above my door so when I leave, he's looking at me. He's got a crown of thorns on his head. Okay, see, he can't be like anyone else. He doesn't look like anyone else. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw all... Also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. That means two wings covered the face, two wings covered the feet, and two wings flapped. Right? And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Now who is the Lord of hosts? That's Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ. If you don't believe me, study it out. I won't tell you to ask Pastor Kenny. I'll tell you, study out who the Lord the host is. The captain of the Lord's army, the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
In the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with the smoke. That reminds me of Revelation in the description there. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his voice as many waters. Okay. Then said I, when he saw the Lord, then said I, woe is me, I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. you understand that? you get a picture of it? Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away. And thy sin is purged? Holiness overcomes iniquity? I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. When you see that God is not like anyone else, when He asks a question, you'll be willing to hear and to respond. Isaiah was on his face before the Lord. He says, I Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. One of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, whose the book Isaiah in many ways pictures your whole Bible. I've led a man to the Lord by the Tanakh road, the Isaiah road, out of the Old Testament, out of the book of Isaiah. The 40th chapter of Isaiah, third verse, matches the 40th book. Do you understand what I'm saying? Third chapter. There's so much about it. And here he says, Woe is me, I am undone. Because his eyes had seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And when he saw him, when he realized who he was, when the Lord said, Who shall we send? What did he say? Here am I, send me. That's why he can't be like anybody else. And he calls all of us to go. It may not be to a foreign field, but it could be to the, the person next door. It could be to the person who rents from you. It could be to the person you rent from. It could be to the sister or the pastor. It could be the people working on a house. It could be the grocery store worker. It could be the doctor's helper, the nurse, and someone in the office. You don't know who it is. It could be someone you go to school with if you're in public school. Do you realize that teachers don't have freedom in public school unless a student asks them in New York State? They can be fired for approaching people with the gospel, but if a child asks them, they can then witness to them. They can't put their Bible openly on their desk, but do you know a kid can't be expelled for having his Bible in New York State? Am I speaking wrong about this, former coach? No. Okay, that's the way it is. Here am I, send me. Because he can't be like anyone else. Look at Isaiah 42. I won't tarry too long. If I get excited too much, you're going to be here a while. Isaiah 42, verse 5. 
Thus saith the Lord God, He that created the heavens and stretched them out. People want to say that's not true. Evolution is a theory. It is a lie in the face of a Creator God. There's more evidence for creation than there is for evolution. You just want to look at the truth. Just like climate change. There's going to be climate change when the Lord deals with it. I can't get going on that. Thus saith, saith, <laughs> thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and the Spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thine hand. I will keep thee. I will give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the, of the Gentiles. That's a reference and prophecy about who? Jesus Christ. To open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from prison. That's real bail reform. It's the only one that works. And them that sit in darkness out of the, the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Do you know all the false gods in this world bring destruction? There's only one who brings life. See, God can't give His glory to another. To any of the angels, the created beings, there's only one God. And one meteor between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. But that one God is the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. One God and three personages. He can't give His glory to another. People continually try to steal it. Do you know when someone says God says one thing, but science says something else and they're lying? When we call evil good and good evil? If Christians in this last election would just have voted on the truth of their salvation, we would not be looking at what we're looking at today. I'm talking about people who profess Christ as Savior. There wouldn't be any loss of election. It wouldn't be a matter of Republican or Democrat. It'd be a matter of what does God say? What is the truth about people and what is not? But he won't give his glory to another. That's why America is in trouble. They're trying to give his glory to false gods. Look at Isaiah 43. Verse 11. We'll start at verse 8. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. Okay, there's either the truth or the lie. Ye are my witnesses. This is the verse that you know that a false group took the name from. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am He. I always loved it. You start looking at many times when you see I am He. 
you see the great I am. Before Abraham was, I am. I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So there's only one God. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved. I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? You know what? God can't be equaled. He can't be equaled. There was a Roman Jewish leader who thought he could be like God, and people declared he is like God until worms ate him up and he was dead like that. Look at John 17. Remember this verse because you're going to see it in a, in a gospel presentation Sunday night. These words spake Jesus, John 17, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son. If God can't give his glory to anybody else and the Son asks for it, then that's sin, isn't it? But if He is God the Son, not just a Son of God, He can have that glory. And look what it says. Glorify Thy Son, that the Son also may glorify Thee. As Thou hast given Him power over all flesh. Who's, who did He give power to? The Son. He has given power over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as Thou hast given Him. And this is life eternal that they might know Thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom Thou hast sent. I have glorified Thee on earth. I have finished the work Thou gavest me to do. Oh, and, and now, O oh Father, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, with the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. He can't be equaled. Go back to Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44. Starting at verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer. See, you got the Lord, the King of Israel, and who? His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Two separate, one God. And who, as I, shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Fear not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witness. Isn't it interesting when he's trying to get you to see who he is, he's telling those who believe in him that they are to be his what? Witnesses. Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit. They are 
They are their own witnesses. They see not nor know that they may be ashamed. Psalm 86 and verse 10 says, For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Psalm 77 and verse 13 says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? See, God can't be surpassed. We need to see Him. That's the one who fights for you. That's the one who saves you. That's the one who keeps you saved. That's the one who takes you to glory. That's the one who builds your house in glory. That's the one who is the Creator of all things. That's the one who is before we can even understand eternity. And He's the one who's on your side. But you need to see Him as He is. Because it won't be that He can't work for you. There's a verse that says, is the Lord's hand slack, slackened or shortened that He cannot save? But what's the next verse talk about? You don't know? Look it up. So many people won't look to the Lord to do what only the Lord can do because they don't see Him as Lord. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. He can't be surpassed. Now go to Psalm 139. Why are you going back and forth this way? Because that's the way I wrote the message. Psalm 139. Verse 7. And we're finishing up. Do you believe that? This is a psalm of David. And in verse 7 he says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. See, people do so many things they don't think God sees. Isn't that interesting? They don't think God sees. He doesn't need a flashlight. He is a light. I have cameras that take pictures of deer and the deer don't know the cameras are there because they're calling them blackout cameras. They're infrared, but the deer see only black. So I get a picture. Now, I can't catch up with them. Okay? I'm not there when they're there, but what they know is is that it looks bright, you can see the whole thing. But to the deer, it's just darkness. You know how many people who are saved spend most of their time living like they're in the darkness? You need to know that God can see. God can see. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And I believe that's referring to the written word of God, not just the living word of God. That's why it's so important. 
to have it. Then it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we... What? Nothing's hid from God. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Okay? Neither is any creature not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Then it refers us to who we've got to look to. Seeing that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. How many people you know pulled back? They're not seeing Jesus right. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know what? God can't be shut out. He sees it. You can't shut him out of your life. You know who the most miserable people on the face of the earth are? Backslidden Christians. They're mad at God. I've had a Christian tell me, I don't believe in it anymore. Why? Because he didn't answer my prayer the way I wanted it to be. Basically what they were saying. They didn't know who they were praying to. And they didn't know what they were asking of him. You know how to get your prayers answered? Look and see if that's something that God will be glorified when it's finished. Alright? And then you can have confidence in Him and He'll answer your prayers. I have great amount of confidence that God answers my prayers. Not because of me, but because I know Him. You get to that place, you won't be questioning it because no matter how it comes out, you'll know what you'll know. God is always good. And God is always right. And I may not understand, but eventually I'll see that His way is always the best way. Because He's got to be first in your life. He can't be second. Because He's not like anybody else. Because He can't give His glory to another. Because He can't be equaled. Because He can't be surpassed. And no matter how hard you try, you can't shut Him out. You know the unsaved people when they get mad? What name do they refer to? They either say Jesus Christ or God blank. Because they can't appeal to anything higher. But they don't even realize it when they do it. We know the difference. As we look at the missions conference, we need to see how we are going to present Him to a world that doesn't know Him or see Him. And that's what missions is about. And all God's people said, good night and God bless.